Hello everybody and welcome to episode 130 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and joining us in this lovely TARDIS of ours is Mr. Chris Fint. How I, are you, Chris? I knew it was either going to, you were going to ham it up somewhere or you were going to say, like, I am the Doctor and this is my faithful companion, but like you make me sound like a dog, but anyway. <laughs> so, yes, I am doing You well. are my canine, yes. Oh, okay. Well, Affirmative thanks. is the right answer, Chris. Okay, that's fine. Well, <laughs> you know, like I could say something else and I am your B. But I'm not saying that because that's not true. And uh, just thanks for uh, letting me be here and be on the airwaves. It's a it's a pleasure to join the airwaves with you for this fun and Doctor Who episode where Alan may stumble and fall and go, mmm, but and maybe yeah. go like, yes, well, actually, I think you're fine. Blah, 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 blah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yes, so this is so. going to be a very talkative Alan or very quiet. Alan so it depends on the question I am interested to see so it is but uh, I'll get the plugs out of the way first before we dive in because there is actually plenty to uh, talk about and cover we're going to try and do what Chris has planned fairly quick fire because <laughs> uh, there is a lot of it but we'll see how that goes you know our form folks but yes if you want to get in touch with the show feel free to get in touch on Twitter or Facebook you can contact us at RetroshockPod on Twitter, our DMs are open. If you have a bit of a longer message that you want to send us, let us know what you want to hear on the show in the future, be it about movies, TV shows, video games, comics, whatever. Facebook is just searching Operation Retroshock on there, and you can send a message there so you can. If you feel so inclined, if you're enjoying the show, you can also leave us a lovely review on the likes of iTunes, Stitcher, all those sort of places. We would very much appreciate it. And if you do, if you're an American listener, take a screen grab, send us a picture, because we can't see the American side of things and we'd very much appreciate it. Thank you all, and on with the show, Chris. Right, so this is basically like a Doctor Who tag thing, which some people did on YouTube and things like that. So I've got 30 questions here, so we're kind of going to... Some of them we may just go quickly with, some of them maybe take our time with and things like that so and we'll see what happens yes so i already know the answer to this but we're going to pick two of them and again i already know the answer to this so this may be something we just skip over so alan who is your favorite incarnation of the doctor i will give you a modern doctor so from number nine onwards okay and a classic one from number eight backwards Okay, so we'll go classic first. Go classic first. Well, if anybody that's anybody that has been listening to this show, that is number five, Peter Davison, mm-hmm. Mr. Celery Man himself, Mr. Cricket Outfit. Okay. Um, the man that is at the centre of the absolute mad Doctor Who family uh, in terms of <laughs> being the, what is it, the, there's the Doctor's daughter. Yeah. his daughter but she's married to a doctor yeah. and all that crazy yes. nonsense wibbly wobbly um, he has arguably of course the strongest well episode in Doctor Who uh, argued up against the likes of Blink and stuff um, and for me I just really enjoy his stories the character is very different to previous Doctors um, but yeah, I won't get too long winded on it. Your classic one? Oh, John Pertwee, um, Doctor Number Three, the uh, which we saw last week, the Venetian Aikido, and I was like, oh, I marked out at that. I forgot. I know. To tell I forgot you to say that. I forgot to, to say that day. But um, yeah, I just I adored um, John Pertwee 
in Wurzel Gummidge and then going back and seeing him. He was very much hands-on kind of doctor, very literally. And obviously his stories with Unit, um, with Brigadier Alastair Gordon Lethbridge-Stewart um, are some of my favourite stories. And if I'm in the mood to watch a Doctor Who episode in Classic One, that'll be what I'll fire on. And um, I just think he had some strong companions as well. So your favourite class, your favourite New Who then? See as time goes back. I'm think. What were you sorry holding no, hands off again? I think you were listening. Okay. Um, see, this is getting harder and harder as time goes by for me now. Okay. So it is. Uh, see if you turn around and asked me, sort of, let's say, and it wouldn't be as hard back then, sort of around the start of the Matt Smith era. Mm-hmm. It would have very clearly been David Tennant. Okay. But as time has gone by, things are kind of creeping closer together. Right. It still probably is Tennant. Okay. So it is his favourite. But, shock horror, Matt Smith has got very, very close. You see, I would have gone for, I would have said yours was Chris Eccleston. I enjoy Eccleston. Mm-hmm. And the story might be different if he'd done a few seasons. Okay. So it would have, he he is the doctor that got me into Doctor Who, so there will always be that yes. connection yeah, with that's that, why I would have thought with that, that doctor. Um, I really enjoy his stuff, but it is, I think it all comes down to, for me, time in the role. Okay. And enjoyment of said time in the role, so if you kind of weigh that up, the amount of time Tennant was in the role, mm-hmm. how much I enjoyed his portrayal, I kind of have to go with Tennant. Okay. Uh, number 10, David Tennant, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I enjoyed the tail end of Capaldi's run. If Capaldi had done a season uh, like his, like season, what? 12? No, 10? 11. Is it not? Season. Are you talking about his last one? Yes, his That's last 11 one. 11 then. Okay. If he had done that as only his one story, very much like um, Eccleston did, he would have been right under there because I think the likes of having Pearl Mackey as Bill and Matt Lucas as... I think I've got my season number. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's not, 10. I, I think, think it's, it's number 10, 10 yeah. So yeah. I would say that... I, this one's 11 yeah. with Jodie. I think that would have made him a lot better. I think the ones with Clara, especially this season with the two-parters. Yeah. No, I Completely just agree. didn't enjoy that. Um, Matt Smith is one that I even said to him that I wish I'd given him... You know, going back and seeing his stuff now... You know, like I'm with Capaldi. It's like whenever you go back and you view it again once they've left, you appreciate them a bit more. 100%. So, but Tenant will always be my doctor. If it's not for, like, I look at that signature of there, up there, and every time I look at that, I smile and think, yeah. I've, I've met my doctor. Yeah. You know, and. All I'm going to say, we will have to revisit this in okay. a number of years because if things continue as they're going. Mm-hmm. There could be a new contender, and I shall say no more. Okay, all right. So, next question. Um, now, I'm not asking for specific episode names. Okay. Um, but what, for you, are your five best Doctor Who stories? Five best yes. Doctor mm-hmm. Who stories? Um, Blink is definitely in there for me. Okay. So, it is, uh, it's kind of the episode that brought Stephen Moffat to the forefront and kind of, I think, catapulted him to eventually be the showrunner. That's why I don't like it. Doctor Who. <laughs> um, again, that I think that episode, it all comes down to Tennant. Mm-hmm. Even though he's not in it a great deal. Yeah. And it's crazy going back and looking at that episode now and seeing uh, 
can't remember the actress's name for the life of me now, but she's big movie Hollywood yeah. star, mm-hmm. so she is, uh, who played Sally Sparrow. Um, again, I mentioned Doctor Number 5, so it would be uh, wrong of me not to mention Kivzad Drazani. Okay. Uh, oddly, Time Flight's in there. A lot of people aren't fans of Time Flight. But it, it, okay, yes, okay. It, it gives me, a, it okay. gives me a, a bit of a laugh and a giggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- always enjoyed... Um, like if I can talk, Impossible Astronaut. Okay. With Matt Smith and all that sort of crazy stuff. Um, I'm trying to think some others. One more. You haven't mentioned any Eccleson's. Just any Eccleson's. It probably would be Bad Wolf. Okay. So it would not are you my mummy. Okay. Definitely not are you my mummy. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, for me, oh, school reunion, girl in the fireplace. Yeah. Uh, Time Warrior with John Pertwee would be one um, I do quite enjoy City of Death with Tom Baker which had Julian Glover in it yes. and, and funnily enough the, you've watched that one haven't you yeah, the one yeah. in France do you remember the mad scientist that was in it the mm-hmm. one that is actually Andrew Sachs that's Manuel from um, wow. no that's not sorry that is sorry I got mixed up that is actually the guy who voices Brains and Thunderbirds it's um, wow. David Graham, I believe his name is. Crazy. Yeah. Another one I have that I like is, um can't remember the exact episode title, but it is the Matt Smith episode where uh, the Ice Warriors on the submarine. Oh, yes. I, I can't remember that one. That was kind of like the Ice Warriors' big return. And I need so one more. in Doctor Who. I'm going to go for one more, and I'm actually going to pull a... Oh, see, that's a hard one because you've got... Pertwee. No, I've got Pertwee. That's the time. That's the time warrior because that's um, Sarah Jane's first appearance as well. Oh, I'm actually going to go for Robot. <laughs> I did quite like Robot, but I'm actually going to go for a Sylvester McCoy story and say oh. Battlefield. Oh right, because that's when okay. it, yeah, that's whenever you see the Brigadier, yeah. and that's whenever kind of his last soiree into Doctor Who. Um, obviously, you've been seeing him in the horrible horrible eastenders one wherever that was the, f- the only time he got to work with a six doctor yeah so then that was him from what from one to seven then and then he eventually ended up in uh, sergian uh enemy well. of the bane i believe that's one's called yeah. so um okay so again classic new okay who is the best of the doctor's who? companions so who for you would you be your best classic companion and best new <laughs> companion <laughs> I think it's kind of fairly a given the classical one's going to be Sarah Jane. Okay. Uh, for me, anyway. Modern companion. I'm probably going to go Amy. Okay. So I am. Uh, Jenna Coleman would have maybe been up there in her early part of the run. Okay. A souffle girl. A souffle girl. Mm-hmm. That sort of, when I first saw her in the, that story and so on. And in Matt's in the Christmas special where she debuted, like where she goes up into the clouds with mm-hmm. Matt Smith and he reveals the new TARDIS and stuff. Yeah. Loved all that portrayal, but then eventually, I think especially after Matt Smith went, she nose dives. It was very much more companion who than Doctor Who. I've yeah. always said about that, but I totally get that. What about you? Uh, classic one, Joe Grant. Um, okay. Oh, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, she, I've met her, Katie Manning, several times, and she is nothing but a sweetheart and has time, nothing but time and love for her fans. She stands around the other side of the table and always gives you a welcoming hug and everything, and she is just brilliant. Now, 
my new who has always been Donna Noble. <laughs> and I think, I think because of how much she brought me back into Doctor Who would actually be Bill Potts. Okay. So Donna Noble has always been there. But I think Bill, if she had more seasons, I think would have been... Like you said with with uh, with Clara, she took a nosedive. I think Bill would have went the opposite way and yeah. just soared. I, I think she would have been a lot more comfortable and things like that. But I just love the way they did the character and I think she did the character justice. So I'm going to say that Donna Noble is an honourable mention, but Bill Potts would be my favourite companion. Fair play. At, Fair at, play. At, at the moment, anyway. So, I already know the answer to this one, I believe. <laughs> Which episode do you wish you could forget existed? Well... Are, I know it's going to be the case of two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you my mummies up there, obviously? Oh, right, okay. Uh, well, then three, because I know of two others. Then, of course, wasn't it Fear Her? Isn't yes, it's uh-huh. called? Mm-hmm. And then it's, of course, uh, Absorbalov. Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters. I knew it'd be those two. Yeah. I knew it'd be those. As soon as I, I looked at that question, oh, I, I know what that is. So, <laughs> um, oh. it, still, it still just weirds me out that Peter Kay was a monster in Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a hard one because there there's some there's been some real stinkers. Oh yeah, there's oh, been some not half. there's some been some real stinkers in modern Doctor Who alone. Yeah, uh, I I would probably say that one that I wish didn't exist would be oh, one of the ones that I really did not enjoy was the two parter with Matt Smith of the Silurians. Right, I okay, thought yeah. that it could have been something that was done in one part, but that yeah. was whenever we were stretching things out in the two yes. parts. And it's like, yes. why are you doing this? I don't, I don't get okay, why yeah. you're getting this. I think, I think another one I probably don't like is, and it's, it, it was a bad kind of second episode for me under the Matt Smith era. Was the one you know, like with the space wheel and stuff like that? Oh, where uh, him and Amy get it's like Belly of the Beast or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that was a rough second episode for because that's her walking around in her nighty. Yeah, <laughs> that episode. and they end up down in like the flipping belly off her or whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bit of a weird episode, like so it is. Um, that would be okay. honorable mention probably in my well honorable bad mention. Okay, name an episode you love but others don't. Ooh. I know what mine is, but I need to figure out what it's called. This is the problem I do as well. <laughs> Dead air. With yours, Alan, what would yours be? Um, see, I don't know whether this is one that people dislike or not. I haven't really talked about this episode with a great deal of people, but it puts me in mind that it would be an episode that maybe people wouldn't overly like. Um, and that's Dinosaurs in a Spaceship. Okay, yes, because that's the one that Rory's dad goes yes. with him. Okay. I I could see that. That's actually one of my favourite Matt Smith stories, in all honesty. Because of, again, it's Doctor Who because it's something so simple. And again, isn't David Bradley the yeah. the bad guy in that? He is indeed. It's it's because, see, if you were to, I think, show that episode, not show that episode, explain that episode, mm-hmm. the premise of that episode, yeah. to a non-Doctor Who fan, mm-hmm. they'd probably look at you like you have two heads. Yeah. So that... You know, they're on a spaceship, there's dinosaurs, there's like an Egyptian queen, there is a big game hunter Mm -hmm. from like early 1900s Africa, (sighs) you know, Rory's there, Amy's there, his dad's along for the ride and stuff, just people would look at you and be like, what the actual heck 
you actually watch this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dinosaurs in Spaceship for me. Funny enough, mine is actually a Matt Smith episode and mine is Victory of the Daleks. Right. So that's what you, what you were saying about yeah. the second episode that you didn't enjoy. That's his third episode. Yeah. Um, Bill Patterson, who plays, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who's basically like an engineered Dalek. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, and obviously Ian McNeese playing Churchill in it. Um, it's one that you don't hear a lot of people talk about. Danny Moore. Yeah, they're like, oh, give me the key to that TARDIS, you. Um, but I just think, all in all, it's a really good episode. Yeah. Um, the fact that the Daleks are trying to help Britain win the war and things like that and see the doctor so scared of the Daleks and be like... Would you like a cup of tea? Yeah, we're like, no, you're, you're, you're bad, etc. But that, for me, is one of the probably unsung heroes of his era. Yeah. Um, and it's just something that the Daleks are kind of good and then they obviously... No, I, I get you completely. It's, it is an episode I actually enjoy. It was... It's... I do say it got a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. So do from people. It really does kind of get... Uh, a proper kicking from a lot of people um, but for me I still think like you say Ian McNeese yeah. I think his portrayal of Churchill is great and yeah. I think oh, the, yeah. kinda, the back and forth banter between him and Matt Smith's doctor mm-hmm. is brilliant you know you can really get the feeling that they have serious past together yeah. and yeah. fun past mm-hmm. and that but I think also kind of like that first shot where you realise the Daleks are involved, like where they're up on the roof and he's like, you know, we've got this new weapon to yeah. you know, take on, you know, the Nazis. And you just see the, you know, ray gun mm-hmm. from the Dalek and you know the noise from the last yeah. number of season. And you're just like, oh boy. And you just see this camouflaged army style mm-hmm. Dalek come out from behind whatever it is, like a chimney like, or something. I like am your servant. And like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's... I think it's. I think part of it that I enjoy for that episode is you're so used to the Daleks over the mm. years, you get used to a formula. Yeah. With the Daleks, and that broke the formula. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so favorite Doctor quote. This is going to be a difficult one. Oh, see, I'm just going to say, and this is this is where I was saying about you know Matt Smith creeping up mm-hmm. in terms of the the rankings and how I feel you know, my doctor ranking is Matt Smith's regeneration speech. Okay. So for me, I know that's fairly long winded. So would you say that over the Stonehenge speech? Ooh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy the Stonehenge Mm -hmm. speech, but I would still go with Matt Smith's regeneration. Now, Capaldi's is very good as well. Yes. Because it's very apt for the way the world is today. Very apt for the audience, as if to say, you know, be kind, you know, like uh, run fast and, you know, laugh loud or whatever yes, he says. Yes, you're getting something unknown yeah. in terms of for yeah. the show, but yeah. give it a chance, yeah. etc. No, I get that. Um, it's funny that it's, you know, regeneration speech is standing out for me. Mm-hmm. Because that only really kind of started with, in modern Doctor Who at least, yeah. um, wee bit with Eccleston. Wee bit with Eccleston. Tennant was just, I don't want to go and gone. Yeah. Matt Smith really kind of upped mm-hmm. because Eccleston's wasn't really, you know, like a meaningful. It was kind of like, you know, oh, you were fantastic and yeah. you know what, so was I. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Matt Smith's regeneration speech. What about well, yourself? My, you see, I've got a favourite quote from him, but not a favourite. Well, a favourite quote would be 
the scene, the idiot, idiot's lantern, where he's sitting in your man's house and goes, I'm talking, and Doctor goes, I'm not listening. <laughs> I love that, but obviously one of them would be, obviously we've seen it change now. Oh, you've redecorated. I don't like it. To die, you've redecorated. I really like it. Yeah. So again, we're getting that spin on a classic quote yeah. that has went through the test of time from the second Doctor all the way now to the 13th Doctor. Um, but there's so many different quotes and things like that. But, you know, like I always love tenants, you know, like no second chances. I'm that kind of a guy. You yeah. know, I always love that. There's, so. a, there's another wee one that's just popped in, into my head. And this doesn't mean I'm forgetting about tenant or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah it's but that's the thing it's like it's what it's what pops in there it's again it's from like that impossible astronaut double mm. uh you know episode and it's when uh smith's in the oval office with uh nixon and all yeah and he says like what is it he says i need a jammy dodger like a thing of coffee or whatever and a SWAT team ready to mobilise and yeah. he's just sitting and, and, and spinning and then he goes, in the chair and a fez yeah. yeah yeah no I get that so this will be right up your alley favourite piece of soundtrack from the show I'll let you have two because I've got two this is hard this is hard um, can't remember the 100, 100% the track name I think it's maybe Amy's Choice is it Amy's Choice's it's called but it's the track from Matt Smith's first episode where Amy sees the TARDIS for the first okay. time so that you know that doodle 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 mm-hmm. and it kind of builds up and builds yeah. up uh, one um, and then I think probably it's going to be uh, there it is remember now I almost forgot about that in terms of my favourite episodes as well but Christmas Carol okay the, we'll get on to that in a minute don't worry okay uh, but song wise mm-hmm that would be uh, the song that uh, Catherine Jenkins sings at the end of Christmas Carol. Okay, okay. Oh. I'm trying to think of what it's called. I have it on my phone, but I can't remember what it's Silence called. Silence is all you need. It's just yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, mine would be Validation, for obvious reasons. Um, I remember um, us kind of texting, and then I think we were texting Andy Evans at the stage, and then, you know, like the it was the proms and we're like oh it's a bloke that sings that we expected it to be a woman you know like singing the volleyball and one of them as well is this is Gallifrey which they use yeah. again in the proms whenever you see the doctors regenerating from one to the other I just think it's a beautiful bit of music um, again there is some other ones like a madman with a box uh, I am the doctor there's so many madman different with a box is yeah brilliant. so there's do- there's so many different ones so favourite audio drama if you've listened to any of them Ooh. Again, I can't remember the name of it. It's terrible. Okay. I think it was one you actually gave me. It's a tenant one where he's like on a ship and it's about like a radio or Dead something. Dead air. That's the so one. So he reads it as the doctor. Yes. And he, goes, and he says something to do with it. Oh, Donna. Oh, you'll love her whenever you meet her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the one. Yeah, okay. Um, That would be one of mine. Um, There is one called Light at the End, which has... Doctors four, five, six, seven, and eight. Right. So it has all them together. Um, and then there's one that dead air one is brilliant. And there's one called there's one that Cribbins reads, and it's really good. I think it's called Pest Control, perhaps. And then there's the newer ones that uh, Tennant and 
uh, Catherine Tate have done the ones behind there. Uh, they're very good. And, and isn't there a big ensemble one coming out with Tennant and her and Cribbins and stuff? Yes, like that's, the whole family. That's, uh, yeah, that's like next year, so I'm really, really excited that, for that. That, that excites um, me. That would be great. Uh, okay, um, we'll do these next. We'll do these next. One, two, three, four. Four quick fire ones okay. because I'll probably know this. Favourite TARDIS interior? Favourite TARDIS interior? Uh, Matt Smith's second. Okay, I would say. Oof, I would say David Tennant's first then, or um, that's I have quite a bit of bias towards that because I got to visit the set. So. Okay. Uh, favorite TARDIS exterior. Favorite TARDIS exterior. Okay. I'm actually going to go Jodie Whittaker's. Ah, funny, I was going to say that as well, is because it's so, all nice and bright and everything. Yes. So, uh, favorite writer of the show. Favorite writer of the show. Oh, I'm just going to go RTD. I would just say the same. Best anniversary special. Uh, 50th. Well, 50th is great and all, but I have a bit of bias towards the um, 25th one, the Five Doctors special. Five Doctors is but good. The, I just want to be different. I don't want to say the same answer and everything. Uh, best Christmas special? Christmas Carol. Okay. Oh, I would say... Oh, <sighs> Voyage of the Damned. The Kelly Minogue one. Okay. Uh, I do like Runaway Bride, though, obviously with Catherine Tate. You only really like that because that's where Cribbins is introduced. Well, that's true. Something yeah. to do with Kylie. Okay, the next two um, will slow down a wee bit. Um, best regeneration story. Regeneration story. story. Not moment story. I'm going to be hard pushed. Oh. <laughs> See, because obviously Caves of Adrazani falls yeah. into that department as well. I'm probably going to go with Tennant okay so um, simply because obviously we watched that whole thing together mm-hmm. when it was happening so that has a kind of a big part of it but I think it's the way his isn't kind of blinking it happens yeah you've got that whole kind of epilogue mm-hmm. in the build up to it mm-hmm. that's just pulling at the heartstring pulling at the heartstring as it keeps going and then of course we keep mentioning him the last few minutes here. You've got the whole Cribbins moment. Yeah, we will get on to that. Oh. There's a question to do with that, which oh. which kind of features in that. Okay, so, no worries. Uh, um, okay, well, okay. So we'll give you that as your classic one or your new one. And we'll give okay. you Caves of as That's your classic fair. one. Okay. That's fair. Mine would be Planet of the Spiders for Pertway because it was like a six or seven parter. So it wasn't, again... You know, he didn't fall from like a scaffolding like, you know, Baker did. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a case of because he had to, you know, like whenever he's regenerating, he has to face his fear yes. and that kind of thing. And then obviously regenerates. And, you know, this is the first time, probably the first time that a lot of people had seen the regeneration because obviously the second and the third, you kind of saw him go like this, but you didn't see him changing. Obviously yeah. the first one you did. And then, like you say, Tenant, because... Why? Because, yeah, second and the third, he falls out of the TARDIS and is going yeah. through, like, the portholes. Yeah, or, like, yeah. Space so thing, he's yeah. kind of, like, his, um, he's getting forced to regenerate. Yeah. It's not, like, one that he's done because he's helped somebody or whatever. Caves of Adrizani, as you say, is one of the, arguably one of the best stories. It was voted in the Doctor Who magazine to celebrate, I think like... Radio Times as well, though. Yeah, so that's, that's a good one. Again, has uh, Gene Hunt's brother in it. 
So how, how, how do you pull this off, stuff man, in here? Like? I have no idea. But yeah, I would say that um, obviously End of Time um, would be a big part of it yeah. because again, we watched that together and there's something we'll get onto in a minute okay. about that. Uh, worst regeneration story. Ooh, okay. Worst regeneration story, just thinking through here. I'm probably going to go Doctor Who movie. Funny, I was just thinking that myself. Because poor Sylvester, <laughs> yeah. he walks out of his TARDIS and gets shot up yep. by a drive-by. <laughs> yep. So he does. Um, obvious reasons that they had to get him regenerated and stuff, like he split, so they did. But you're kind of like, this has been the guy's role and this mm-hmm. is the handoff, sort of, yep. potentially at that time, the hope to springboard mm-hmm. a new Doctor Who series or whatever and the poor fella had his back turned and just basically looks around and just gets emptied by a hail of bullets yeah um, and then has one of the probably the weirder regenerations mm-hmm. yeah the whole twitching of the face, face and everything yeah. And all, yeah okay uh, what character from expanded Doctor Who media would you bring into the TV show I can't really answer that because I haven't really read that many comics or anything. So. Yeah, I can't really answer it myself because okay. at the end of the day, because a, a lot of characters flip-flop between yeah. the likes of the audio dramas and comics and stuff as well. So they do, you know, there's usually some sort of a link. Mm-hmm. A lot of the characters are involved, even if they were originally TV show characters. Yeah. A lot of them, as we're saying, with this whole Donna, Cribbins, and yeah. all going to be in the audio drama thing, they all seem to jump over. Okay, favourite side character then? Favourite side character. So this isn't obviously a companion or anything like this. Yeah. This is, mm-hmm. okay, this is nice, this is interesting. See, that's... I'm going to go for... What's his name? The guy out of Impossible Astronaut. Oh, you talk. You talking about the guy? Oh, right. You're talking so, about Mark Shepard. Delaware Shepherd. the Third. Yeah, yes. Mark Shepard. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's a good one. Um, I would actually have gone uh, Sergeant Benton. Okay. Um, because again, he, I, I can't pick the. I would pick the Brigadier, but for me, he's not a side character. You know, like he's a main character. You know, because he's interacting with the Doctor. So with the likes of, say, Sergeant Benton is kind of mentioned every so often and comes into it all. But I get the character you're saying. Um, I would... Oh, no, I'll not say that because you'll hate me if I say that. Like, I did enjoy James Corden in the Doctor Who um, episodes. But I know you'd be like, no, I can't stand that man. So. <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked about like our favourite quote. The funniest line in the show for you? Uh, I think... Oh, <laughs> I love the way you always start and then stop yeah, and then start again. It's because other things pop into my head. I'm going to go for an Eccleston. Okay. And maybe it's not funny for good reasons. But it's when he's... It's the end of the Earth episode mm-hmm. where it's going to Sorry, get... I'm just thinking of mine and yeah. make me laugh. Uh, where the Earth's going to get consumed by the sun and all these yeah. fancy folk of all different alien races come to see the end of the Earth. And uh, Eccleston walks up to the tree people mm-hmm. and he goes, 
you know, and they're all giving each other gifts, and he says, I give you air from my lungs. <laughs> okay. That sort of thing. That just gave me a giggle at the time, so it did. Um, I I have two of them, and I forgot the other, I forgot the other one there. Sure. It'll, it'll Go for what you do, remember? Okay, um, there's the scene in The Three Doctors, wherever that wee explodey thing takes half the lab away, and the doctor's walking this side, and Joe walks that side, and goes like, door it's locked and the doctor goes well it says no admittance and that <laughs> that always just makes me laugh and then i can't remember what the other one was oh, it'll come back to me if i remember it then i'll get back to it right so best guest star then best guest star does alice kingston count no oh no. come on no um <laughs> no um it doesn't um, you may use that somewhere else, but it doesn't. It's count. it's it's definitely. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. So just one who actually appears for like one episode, say, you know. Um, it's not James Corden. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, so well, he appears then, for two, so you can't have that one. Um. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Um, I would probably say mine would be... I'm actually going to go for Julian Glover as mine in City of Death. Um, I did enjoy his thing, his portrayal. I did like Frank Skinner in the... Oh, the Mummy on the Ornette oh, Express. Because yeah. um, he was in that. Uh, David Suchet um, was obviously in Capaldi's one to do with the house. Um, he was quite good in that. Um, but yeah, I would say that Julian Glover would probably be mine. Just having a look here and seeing if there's anyone else that strikes out at me. I've remembered. Okay. Lee Evans. Oh, Malcolm's. Malcolm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. Best opening title sequence. Julie Whittaker's. Okay. So I am. Uh... I know I'm throwing some of the Jodie Whittaker stuff out here. So yeah. I am. Um, maybe it's because it is the current mm-hmm. that it has my attention more yeah. at the moment. Uh, I always enjoy uh, the likes of The Tenant and all, but it was the same as Eccleston's, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It only got a bit of a tune-up. Um, I enjoy Capaldi's, but if I was to go... Honourable second at this moment yeah. in time, it's going to be the Tom Baker, Peter Davison era. Okay. So it is, you know, the star field and yeah. the face and that really high pitched kind mm-hmm. of the whine of the start of the intro. Um, but I feel, I think for me, the reason why I'm going with Jodie's is number one, the music is pretty darn old school mm-hmm. in its style. There's just a bit of a tweak in there. But I feel that the way the intro's done now. Yeah. It's what the intro would have been way back if the technology was there. Yeah. It feels like a homage yeah. to that kind of style of the really old Hartnell-esque intro with the waves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it goes all the way up to Pertwee and all as well. I would say mine would probably be Triton's. Okay. Uh, the second one. Um, I think also after watching Adventure in Space and Time and seeing how they came about with that and then whenever it stands in front of the camera it goes, oh no, don't do that, that's terrifying. <laughs> you know, like, and you're like, okay, well, that, that's that's fine. But I would say that just again, like because it's so slow, but again, 
it's so well for being back then and sometimes you know you look back at the stuff and you think that's terrible looking but i try to do it now like how on earth did they do that kind of stuff that's it then you know like it's like watching star wars one how on earth did he do this in the 70s yeah whenever like you know like i couldn't even go on the likes of say you know like um photoshop and doodle stuff this, you this, know this is the thing right they went to the moon with a computer as powerful as a casio watch nowadays <laughs> yeah. you know that's the our, differences in technology our old phone our old computers had Less memory than our phones do today. Exactly. Yeah, so... Flipping floppy disks, what? <laughs> oh, this... Right, okay. Best incarnation of the master. Okay. It's Delgado. Mm. Has to be. Yeah, oh yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked that it would be that for you. Oh, it is. It is. It has, it has to be him now. I... I think that partly comes down to, again, tenure as well. Mm-hmm. So it does because yes, in modern Doctor Who we've had Missy and we've had John Sim. Yeah. But really they've a handful of stories between each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas he was involved so much oh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And only really had to give it up because he passed away, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah so... he, it was a car accident. So it was that's how he passed away. So again, that's whenever the kind of the wheel, no pun intended, but that's whenever everything started not to fall apart, but that's whenever then Katie Manning wanted to leave. And then after that, because John Pertwee said he wouldn't work with another guy to portray the master. And obviously you had that in the five doctors, Yeah, you know, like, so it must've been hard for him to see somebody else that looked eerily similar to him. 100%. It wasn't, you know, like that they'd changed his image drilling. It was the same slick back hair, black beard. You know, yeah, like so it, was, it wasn't just, right, regeneration and here's a completely different person. Mm-hmm. They actively went out of their way yeah. to make it similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, which doctor had the best outfit? You're not going to say Jodie Whittaker. No, I'm not going to say Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> that's, that's one. I'm not going to go with Jodie Whittaker. Uh, on, I'm probably going to go Tom Baker. Okay. You know, best overall, if yeah. you were to say to somebody today, draw me Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. They'd draw you a scarf. You'd get the TARDIS, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I think that outfit with, as you say, mm-hmm. the scarf and the, hat. and the hat. Oh, I find, I remember the other funny line. Sorry. Go. Um, it's from Robots of Death, whenever Tom Baker goes... Would you like a jelly baby? And the guy goes, No, I don't want a jelly baby. And he knocks, knocks it out of his hand. Or he said, I don't want them. And knocks it out of his hand. And Tom Baker goes, All you had to do was say no. And I was like, Oh, it's just whenever he said Tom Baker. And then it just went, I'm there sorry for go. doing that. And if I, that's why <laughs> I got a bit excited. Yes, there. you spiked the audio. Well done. I'm Chris. sorry. But yeah, no, I think that's where it boils down to. Would it be maybe my personally favourite outfit? Perhaps not. But for me, I think that is Doctor Who, would yeah. be his outfit. Oh, it's a tough one because you have so many good ones, you know, and that's the thing. Um, I am going to say that the best costume would be... I'm going to have to go... I'm, 
Oh, I'm going to have to go for Tenant because Tenant would be the one that I would want if I was into cosplay. That would be what I would want to cosplay as. Is See, I that. almost said Tenant, but I thought to myself, I know fine rightly that's probably I what was, Chris would I'm, go for. I'm leaning like it would be Tenant, Pertwee, early slash late Capaldi. Not whenever he was like in his Luke Cage phase, yeah. With, but whenever he was wearing like the Pertwee-esque. Yeah, exactly. So the Pertwee thing, because of, I mean, a doctor wears a bloody cape. I mean, come on. How can, <laughs> you, how can you not appreciate that? And, you know, like the fact that he just looks so debonair and so dashing. And, you know, Tennant, you know, like whenever you see the suit, like that suit there, the blue suit is my favourite suit. So that would be my favourite See, that's interesting, together. because that one's mine. Really? The right, one. I like the fact that they're opposite sides exactly. as well. Um, <laughs> which doctor had the worst outfit? <laughs> well, I was about to go, why am I thinking about this? <laughs> yeah. But I think it's quite obviously number six. Yes, it's Colin Baker. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, we got, again, because we went to the Doctor Experience, we saw them all, and it was just like, and then we were like, the buttons are actually tiny bears. And you're like, what? And I was like, look. And you're like, Oh Lord. <laughs> As if to say, it just got worse in my opinion. Uh, okay. Favourite regeneration scene? Favourite regeneration scene. I'm going to go Capaldi. To Jodie? To Jodie, oh, yeah. Okay. I would probably agree with you there. Because of how... Watching it back and then just seeing... Again, it was something so simply done, but it was the eyes. Yeah. Because that was the first time you saw him in the 50th anniversary was you saw his eyes and that was the last time you saw him. But to go from the wrinkly face to the, you know, like the the, the young eyes and the, you know, like, and just that. So I think it was like you say, I think it was the speech. It's the build. Leading up to it. You know, like, again, you know, I'm not saying that any other doctor before that didn't have a good regeneration scene. But I think that moment for a lot of people will be, you know, especially from Tennant and the Smith. But for that, it's kind of a case of it's letting the old go and letting the young and new come into it. And then, you know, it's basically just letting go of everything that's come before, but giving that still to the new stuff as well. And still saying there's still a legacy here. It's going to be a woman doctor, but don't be fair in it. Absolutely. You know, like it kind of look into it 100% so best surprise slash reveal moment best surprise slash reveal I know moment. what mine is <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a curveball okay and this isn't maybe this is just one first one of the first ones that okay. kind of jumped into my mind um, I'm obviously I'll be forgetting about Plenty um, but I'm going to go for Castro Valva okay when the Masters revealed Okay. In that whole story. Um, obviously, classic Doctor Who, not something I watched growing up, so I mm-hmm. wasn't fully aware that this was a common thing Yeah, with the Master um, and didn't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, it's, uh, it's, you know, Peter Davison's first story as the Doctor. So seeing him get the Master in his first story, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, obviously we kind of got that sort of play paid off again with uh, Capaldi 
that whole reveal, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't a surprise. Yeah. Because BBC spoiled it. I was going to say that pro- probably would have ranked up there if it wasn't in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I think you know what mine is. Go for it. Uh, whenever we were watching End of Time and we heard the knocking. Oh, yeah. And I hit your arm <laughs> because it was Cribbins that led to... Cribbins! And he was like, they all gone then. Good O. And then you're like, Oh, oh no, crap. it's going to be him. He's going to... The Doctor's going to die, regenerate because of him. Sacrifice And then himself. it was just whenever Tenet then starts going on about, you know, like, I could have done so much more. Yes. And then he was like, live too long. And then he was like, no, please, you're the most wonderful man. Not that I've memorised this or anything. And it's like, <laughs> it'll be my honour. And then... Because uh, I remember... I remember you sitting here and I remember when, whenever I just heard the... Da-da-da-da. And I remember just hitting your arm, uh-huh. and I'm like, no! And then you were like, oh God, and I was like, oh dear. So that would. Because the thing as well, that again, like with all good things I've mentioned a few times already, build up. Yeah. Because in the earlier part of the, this whole story, mm-hmm. the two parter, you had that scene where them sitting down in the spaceship, but and you, you know him, I would love it if you were my dad. Yeah, but stuff. you had that again in the. Oh, Planet of the Dead, the one with Lee Evans, and your woman goes like, oh, but Doctor, he will knock four times. And you're like, oh. And then you hear him talk, you know, the master talking about in his head. And you're like, oh, so that's where the four, so it's going to be the master. Yeah. And then obviously, that's somebody you could have said, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, yeah. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Um, best cliffhanger. Best cliffhanger. Oh, that's hard. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's again, I'm gonna go back to Matt Smith. Okay. And the first part of Impossible Astronaut, where he gets shot by the astronaut and he started doing the whole regeneration. Mm-hmm. And so you're left thinking, right, he's dead for pretty much the guts of that series. Yeah. It's almost like a season long cliffhanger. Yeah. Because, yes, in that story, an earlier version of him comes in and then that's where yeah. that season goes. But for me, that cliffhanger of just like, right, is that how he's eventually going to leave the show mm-hmm. or whatever? But then you're like, but it's too early for him to leave the show. Yeah. You know, whatever. That's one that springs to my mind. Anyway. Mine is going to be something the same, but mine's going to be Stolen Earth whenever the Doctor's running and Rose is running towards him and Dalek shoots him oh, and then he does yep, yep. he does the fake re- the fake regeneration where obviously you know like he's like good luck Doctor and then puts it in to the hand you know like and it does that because I was like is he leaving? I haven't and then you you know this was whenever I was w- watching Doctor <laughs> Who and I was like is he leaving? because I haven't you know like you would have heard that he was leaving and all that kind of stuff so this that, is, that was the sort of time period where the internet was really kicking into high gear yeah. off news made it online but then the sun and st- you know like the sun was public you know was publishing things to do with it as well so worst cliffhanger oh that's going to be a tough one to try and think of to be honest with you I can't think of something at this moment in time, to be honest. I would, I would probably have to have a good... probably You'll probably go with the Silurian story again, would you? <sighs> it's up there. It is, because you're just like... Again, it was something that didn't need to be a two-parter, and you're like, huh? You know, like, it wasn't something that needed to... Ha- it wasn't something that ended, and you were like, oh, I need to see next week. You're like, all right, okay, fine. <laughs> so we've got three more to go. Uh, favourite companion entrance? Favourite companion 
I'm probably going to go Amy. Okay. So I am, to be brutally honest, um, because you've got that connection of her as a kid, mm-hmm. and then the fast forward. Yeah. So you, she kind of got two entrances. Yes, no, that makes sense. So yeah. yeah, that whole kind of dynamic of it, I think I enjoyed quite a bit. I would say probably, I would say probably Donna's because of the way she regenerates on the target. She goes in the target. Yeah. Like, what and we're like what and we're like. What are you doing here? What? And, and it's just like it was just that. It's just, it's just that was very, it was very well done. And you're like, you know, just whenever she turns around, you're like, what? And you're like, oh dear. So, <laughs> um, favorite companion exit. Again, I'm probably gonna go Amy. To okay. be honest, um, for me, that whole Angels Take Manhattan mm-hmm. ending is ridiculously emotional. Uh, probably partly as well because the angels are involved yeah I think because again going back to Blink being one of my top episodes seeing it reach there and obviously by this stage spoilers if you're listening to a Doctor Who episode I would expect <laughs> you to be up to speed but you obviously know by this time River is their daughter mm-hmm. so you've got that whole dynamic playing into it as well and you kind of were saying about Tennant kind of being a bit angry around yeah. his regeneration, even though he was willingly doing it to mm-hmm. save Cribbins. You see throughout the episode, because they were using like that book yeah. that had already been written, which relayed everything that was happening in the story. When like Amy reads out bits of the story in the build-up, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, that has to happen now. Because there was the whole thing about like, oh, I'm going to have to break it, and it was River's wrist. Yeah. And he was like, that is now concrete. You know, time is liquid. Mm-hmm. But if you read it in the book, it has to happen. And then you have that build-up, and you get that kind of sigh of, they're all happy, you know, and they're cleaning the TARDIS yeah. in the cemetery and all, and they're like, oh, great, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then Rory just looks at the gravestone and then just zap, and then you've got her speech there as well careful you don't knock that know, off the table Chris um, what it's a, it's a difficult one to think of without going for the normal you know like without going for I'm probably going to have to say that I'm probably going to have to say that it would be Joe Grant uh, Green Death I believe it is whenever she meets a guy there who like is like an activist and things like that so she wants to stay with him and says goodbye to the doctor and that's whenever the doctor you know i think gives her the metabolus three crystal yeah blue crystal that she message sends back in the planet of the spiders so i think that because then you kind of see them all laughing and joking and the doctor then just goes off and drives off in bessie so the last question I have for you, which cannot be you or me, oh, right, okay? Okay. so this will be somebody else, oh. kindest member of the Doctor Who fan base you know. Kindest member of the Doctor Who fan base that you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose the only other logical one uh, I would say would be Catherine, Mikey's other half. Okay. Because uh, we always still talk about Doctor Who even though we don't see each other as much. Mm-hmm. We're always texting about it and all. But we made the effort and we went out to see when Capaldi's first episode was in the cinema and all. So mm-hmm. that's my answer anyway. Okay. 
I would say mine would probably be my good friend Gemma, um, who I've met a couple of Doctor Who people I met, like Bill's mom and that kind of thing. But um, I remember staying at her house whenever Doctor Who was come back on and said to me to give it a chance. And without her encouraging me to give Capaldi's new season a chance, I don't think I would have been watching the new one. And I thanked her yeah. for that whenever I saw her at, at July time and just said, you know, thank you for kind of encouraging me to get back into yeah. it. So without her, I wouldn't have done that. So. Well. As we're expanding stories, um, I, it would be remiss of me not to say part of the reasoning of Catherine as well is because we both went yeah to the TARDIS set mm-hmm. in Cardiff. We we were we went together, but funny enough, even though that was a great moment of the trip, yeah, I think my favorite trip of that part of that trip was that I had scoped out ahead of time mm-hmm. various filming locations. Okay. The show so very near the Doctor Who experience in Cardiff was, um, if you remember, where uh, Free Madgeman, Martha, and the Doctor say goodbye to Captain Jack. Oh, and he says about him being the face of both. Yeah, the railings, yeah. and go- we went and got photos there. Okay. And stuff. But uh, she's a huge River Song fan. Okay. So she is. So this was, I'm trying to think, this probably. Maybe about a year or so after that sort of impossible astronaut mm-hmm. story. And I'd investigated it and found out that the American diner. Okay. Uh, that they meet the younger version of the doctor in was a American diner in Cardiff. Oh, God. So, so I didn't tell her mm-hmm. where we were going for dinner. And we walk up. And I open the door and she walks in and the jaw hit the floor sort of thing. (laughs) And somebody comes out, I need to clean that. Yeah. So as much, yes, kind member of the fan base, but just experiences Mm -hmm. as well. And you said it can't be us. Yeah. Obvious reasons, Doctor Who experience as well for us in the very early days of it. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, yeah, we went to that and we got like our lithograph with Cybermen and all that kind of jazz but it was just nice to go into that and then I think we would not that we didn't appreciate it then but I think we would have appreciated it a lot more now mm. because of the fact oh we know that this is the robot from robot we know what this is we know what this is not that we didn't know per se but then it was like oh what's this oh Facebook oh I can't be in here lads and we're like <laughs> and they're yeah. like oh yeah thanks for that but uh, and I just remember going to the shop and like season one being like 50 quid on DVD Ooh. I was like what no and I think I bought maybe a book in that place and that was it yeah because it was expensive yes yeah, so you can go to youtube.com forward slash ventomania and the video for that will be on my channel but it'll be way way back I think God, you must be talking about maybe six odd years ago, something like that. Who knows how far back it is. Who knows, you know, I really think you might should be my favourite quote. Um, (laughs) But yes, that kind of concludes our Doctor Who tag thing, which we decided to do. And I'm actually surprised that, you know, like I expected you to stumble a bit more than than you did. But, you know, without having to... For zero prep, that's pretty good going. Yeah, exactly. Because I always always do like to have a good think about my answers but mm. I'm sure I will go away from this episode and a million other things will jump in my head for these questions 
that's just the way of it when you do it off the top of your head but uh that was thoroughly enjoyable yes i enjoyed it we will be doing like not more of these but we will be doing like certain bracket things so um there will be one coming up near christmas time to do with best christmas movie and things like that so um if you have any tag things like this you know to do with a certain fan base whether it be star wars whether it be like rocky whether it be you know like action movies things like that send it to us on facebook facebook.com forward slash operation retroshock or just send us the photo on twitter to our dms are open or you can even just share it to us and um say i'd like you to cover this and we will give you a shout out if we do so Yep, if we do a show about your specific bracket or topic, we will indeed give you a shout-out. Uh, you can also tag Chris and I directly. He's at Vinto316, and I'm at Alan GW Price. That's two L's and a second A in there. Uh, but yes, thank you all very much for listening, everybody. This has been episode 130 of Operation Retroshock. I have been Alan Price. He has been Chris Fint. And who knows when we'll see you next. Alan Z. It'll be next week. Spoiler.